You're listening to Adoption, Fostering and Tea from the UK's LGBTQ plus adoption and fostering charity, New Family Social. Find us at newfamilysocial.org.uk. I'm Tor and this week I'm going to be having a cup of tea with Tony and talking about the adoption journey that he and his husband went on. Hiya, thank you so much for joining me. Hi, you okay? Yeah, absolutely fine. Thank you. So um, I know that you adopted quite a little while ago now. Can you sort of take me right back to the beginning when you were thinking about it and tell me the conversations that you had and how you arrived at adoption as a choice for you? Yeah, of course. So um, I met my now husband back in 2016 and uh, our our first actual date, we went to um, somewhere in uh, by us. Uh, When we met, you know, it was a lovely little date. And one of the conversations that came up was, do you want children? And we were both like, yes. And then it was, I want to adopt and what would you like to do? And he said the same thing. So it kind of started from there. <laughs> you two were brave on a first date to go down the do you want kids route. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I, so I'm not getting on, I'm not old or anything, but um, I felt as if like my time was right to kind of start thinking about that because I, I, I didn't want to be, um, you know, like 60 and then regret it. I wanted to just do it. Yeah. So we had quite a, an in-depth conversation believe it or not on our first date about it and we both kind of knew um yeah and it started from there really I'm really impressed and a tiny bit scared of you (laughs) so (laughs) why adoption though because you could have I guess talked about parenting by some other route why specifically that one um two a couple of things so first thing is there's adoption in my family um back like from years ago so there's adoption there's also adoption in my husband's family again quite a few years back yeah. Um, but the biggest thing for us too was we didn't want to go down any other roads because there was we knew there was children waiting. We knew that, that we could give a child a home. We knew that, you know, we could give them a family because there's so many children that were waiting. Yes. Um, and we, we always believed in that. We didn't think we needed to bring another baby in the world. And as terrible as it sounds, my two children that I adopted are older children. Um, and I'm not really a big fan of babies. It, it just does nothing for me. So it was kind of like, no, I don't want to really go down the baby route because I, I don't really want to have a baby in the house, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, I get that. I think lots of people do feel that coming into parenthood slightly beyond the baby phase is a good thing to do. So so that was your first date. How long after that until you took your first steps into this? So we'd been together about a year and a half when hmm. we decided right now is the time is right. We're going to start looking into it. So we did all of our, um, in, we looked looked like on the internet for different places different adoption agencies whether it's you know which one to choose and then we decided we chose one then we got in touch with them um and a social worker came out to see us and she had a, a big conversation with us about what we wanted to do why and so on um but what happened was because we hadn't been quite together two years she asked us to hold off till we'd hit around about two years together so that's yeah. what we did and then to with when we got to the two-year mark literally with within two days of being two years together we were like right can we go now and the social was like yes we can <laughs> oh you're so ambitious <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's fantastic so um so you did that and I guess you were invited to some sort of information session is that right so things were slightly different when um we did it because this was going back to uh early 2018 um we didn't go to an information session no we our um the social worker came out she talked to us we had a massive conversation and it just went from there we didn't there was there wasn't really such a thing as an information even in that, that point so right okay yeah so it was a little bit different and so with that first meeting then with that social worker how did that go and you know were you nervous did you sort of 
drag all yes. the out your closet immediately. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very nerve-wracking. Um, to be honest with you, I, felt, I, I remember just feeling really sick about it because it was like, oh my God, what if they say no? What if they're not good enough? You know, that that whole situation, I suppose. I suppose it's like, I know I, I know people that have been to the information evening and it's very similar to what we had. It's just that we had one-on-one, I suppose. It's yeah. now they, they do the information evenings because it just makes more sense for a lot of people to go at the same time. Yeah, we were really apprehensive, you know, about where we were going. But the social worker was just absolutely amazing. She was, if I'm honest, she was hysterical, which just made it even better, I suppose. <laughs> and we just knew that we'd made the right decision for the, the agency. We went through, we got that feeling from her that, you know, this this agency we were, we decided on was the right agency for us. And they've got a lot of aftercare as well. That's really, really nice. And so how long and after that did your assessment start? And, you know, was it with that same person that you had initially? So the assessment started within about six weeks of that. Um, we didn't stay with the same social worker because she moved into a different area, so we assigned a new one. But again, she was absolutely amazing from day one. We 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 got on like a house on fire, and then she started the assessment. And the same social worker um, that we had for our first, when we decided to adopt again, then um, last year before last, we started it again. We asked for her to come and do our assessment again because she no longer does that, but she did it for us because she knew us so well. so they were quite accommodating yeah it was really good to be fair that's really great so that first time that you did the assessment how did you find that the assessment is um very intrusive I would say Mm. um but when because you're obviously adopting everything obviously needs to be 100% you know so very intrusive but at the same time it's quite the word I would probably say is therapeutic because you talk about your life you know what's happened to you what's happened to you in your family what's happened you know, you get to know things about each other that you may not have known because it goes so far back. Um, so actually, it was a really, really good process. And I think the social worker, they do such an amazing job that they just know you like the back of their hand by the end of it. It's, and then they, when they write your part up, you read it and you're like, it's like, this is your life is all I can kind of say about that, to be fair. <laughs> like the little red book comes out and you're like, wow, she knows me well. God, yeah, that's so interesting. And so was there anything that you were, that you found difficult in that assessment or that you were worried to talk about or anything like that? Um, there was, the only things I would say I was worried about was um, a past relationship, which hadn't been a, re- a very good relationship because a lot happened in that relationship. So I had to talk a lot about that. So I did find that a little bit, not uncomfortable, that's not the word, but, you know, I was like, oh my God, if they're going to think, that I'm not good enough because of this but actually she was like this is just normal life you know things have happened to you you've grown as it and you know and actually I was like oh okay that's cool um and the other thing I think um everyone I think probably anyone that does the assessment will apparently like, over the money situation where she asks about your finances how much you have how much savings you have and honestly there was nothing to worry about they were like it doesn't matter stop stressing it's fine and honestly it was absolutely fine yeah, I, I remember all of those sorts of questions and it really is difficult. You're trying to second guess what the right answer is and things. But yeah. you're right about having had bumps in your life and really often they're the things that you use later when you need some strength and stuff like that. And it does seem that they are much, much more interested in where you are now than where you've been. You know, if you can say, look, I had this massive problem in the past and this is what I did and this is how I dealt with it, then really most of those things can be um, used in a way that explains about you know, the strength that you have, the resilience that you have, it doesn't have to be about, um, it doesn't have to rule you out because you've had a bump in the road. No, I agree. I mean, I suffered from depression after coming out of a bad relationship, you know, it was a really bad one. I did have a bit of depression. Um, I went to see a counsellor, I spent a lot of time with them, so I thought that would be an issue. But the social was like, no, that isn't an issue because you've seen 
that you have an issue, you've then worked with that issue, and now you're a better position for it, you control your life a lot better, and you can deal with situations, and that's, that is right, because since that happened to me, I'm a much, you know, more, I don't know, much more, I can deal with situations better than I ever did, I suppose, then. Yeah, I agree completely with that. I think sometimes we can end up thinking, God, they're not going to want me because of this or that or the other thing. But actually, if you're in a fairly good place now, it's okay. Yes, exactly. And that's exactly what she taught us. And honestly, the social workers, they do such an amazing job and they really work with you. And like I say, it's very therapeutic in a a very strange kind of way because you realise, you know, the things that have happened in your life, it makes you reflect on them. It makes you see you know, how you're going to be as a parent, I suppose, because of those things that have happened to you. And yeah, honestly, it was a really good thing for us, both of us, me and my husband. So, yeah. That's really, really very good. Um, and so you must have been then approaching panel. Um, were you nervous about that or what did you feel and how did it go? So uh, coming up to panel, both of us felt absolutely sick, to, the, if I'm honest, to the stomach. Um, our yeah. social worker was quite quick at doing the, our par um, because we were... Um, worked with her and she worked with us in regards to work and so on um, going to panel was was a scary thing and at the time panels were done face to face at the moment obviously because of COVID they're not but we did a face to face once we walked into a room where there was 10 people sitting down just looking at us and it was like oh my god oh my god like that um, <laughs> but honestly they were an absolutely amazing 10 people you know there was a mixture of doctors and panel members people that were adopted people that have adopted and honestly there was nothing to it really we went in, um, they asked us uh, one question, and that was it. And uh, we passed panels. So, yeah, it was really good. And that reflection, um, and I work on panels myself now because that situation, that experience made me realise that actually that would be something I'd love to do. So I do that myself now. Oh, that's fascinating that you're now on the other side of the desk. So I guess you've got real empathy for where they are and what they're feeling. Yeah, absolutely, because I know how traumatic it could be because it's like, whoa, <laughs> what if they say no? But... To be honest with you, you know, from from what I when we did it back then, my social worker she had worked so hard, and you know, if you read that part, there was nothing you didn't know about us. And I remember them complimenting my social worker and saying, "You know what? You've done an absolutely amazing job." And that's and the reason that's the only reason we only have one question to ask because everything is covered. So yeah, the social workers are so good that they just they're, they're just amazing at what they do. That's absolutely fantastic. So coming out of panel um, and having found out that you were approved, I guess then it's family findings. So what happened next, you know? So it was a little bit different for me and my husband. So what happened was when we were going through our um, initial stage one, there came up, an evening came up where you could go and see profiles or profile evenings. Mm-hmm. So we went to one um, in a, a hotel room, basically. There was about 20 different files with all different children in them. It was the most surreal experience you'll ever, ever go to. But I don't know, there was something, you know, that obviously helped us. So anyway, we went to this profile evening. We looked at all these children and we were like, oh, you know, no, it doesn't really suit us. Doesn't, you know, this one, we don't know if we can do that and so on. And then as we were leaving, there was a file and we were literally saying goodbyes. And there was a file that somebody had had scribbled out the area of this child, basically, um, because it was close to where we live. And we're like, okay, we'll have a read of that. And that was our now eldest child. We saw his profile. We read his profile. So we read that profile there and then. We absolutely fell in love with him. We spoke to his social worker. We watched some videos about him. We were crying. She was crying. And we were like, oh, my God, he's absolutely perfect for us. But because at that point we hadn't gone to panel, we couldn't do any more. So we had to kind of just sit back and go, let's just hope that when we get through panel, 
because we would absolutely love to have him in our lives because we know that we, we are just completely head over heels falling in love with him within 20 minutes of reading his, his file. That's absolutely amazing that you so nearly missed it, you know, at the last moment. Yeah, that, that's the ironic thing about it because when we first saw the file, it said the area, you know, can't go to this area. And we were like, okay, we, we, there's no point reading it because he can't go to the area that we live in kind of thing. And then somebody had scribbled that out in the hour that we were there because we were there, we were on this file, drinking tea, I'm not, you know, speaking to some social workers. And then it was just really bizarre that as we were walking out, we saw this file and was like, oh, they've changed it now. Oh, we may as well have a look then while we're here. Wow. And honestly, <laughs> it was like instant love. I have no other way to describe it. We knew at that moment that he was our child and we were just crossing everything that that would still be able to happen once we passed our... Uh, what's the word? I can't think of the word. <laughs> Pass, the panel, uh, yeah. Our assessment, the panel. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, what a thing. So, how much longer was it between that day and then, you know, it being you being linked to match? So, we um, went to the um, evening in, it was like June ish time, and we passed panel in the August. And two days after we went to panel, our social worker came out. Um, and we were thinking, oh, we've got some things to sign to say it's fine and, you know, all the usual. But she was like, right, um, do you still want to, you know, do you still, you know, feel the love kind of thing that you did? And we were like, are you serious? And I remember me and my husband sitting in the living room just crying and she was crying. And I was like, oh, my God, yes, 100 percent. We 100 percent want to go ahead because we just kind of knew at that point. Oh, my doorbell's going. Is that yeah, you, you go and sort that out. Okay. Okay, let's resume after that brief interlude to answer the door. I hope it was something interesting, was it? <laughs> uh, well, I hope it is, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> we constantly get packages. I'm like, what has Jackie ordered? What has she ordered now? And same year, same year. I, I don't know it's... what this is, but we'll soon find out. <laughs> Honestly, it's like a it's like a lorry should just back up and deliver the contents of Amazon to the front garden. That's yeah, pure... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and anyway, back to the story. So, um. So, yeah, so you were saying that, you know, the social worker had said that this child was still potentially available for you and how emotional you were. So what happened next? So we um, obviously were like, yes, 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 yes. Of course, of course, of course. Um, she because she knew that we had such an interest, she bought his um, file with her that day and she gave it to us. And then um, and we obviously sat with her, read through it. Um, talked about him, talked about any issues, talked about his a bit about his background, well, obviously what they knew, and we absolutely had no. We were one hundred and ten percent yes. Let's go ahead. We definitely want to do this, and yeah, and then that just started all all the ball rolling then. And so then, obviously, you get all of that paperwork. There's that endless reading that you have to do, and then back to matching panels. Tell me about matching panel. So. Yeah, the paperwork came and it was like a Bible, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> we read it over and over and over again, three billion times. Um, we And then we went to matching panel, panel quite quickly. Um, we went within about six weeks because we were very, very close to Christmas. And they were like, right, we want to get this done as soon as possible because um, your little boy has been in care for quite a while. We want to try and move him on and so on, you know, and to be with his new family. So we went to matching panel um, and to be honest, they were pretty much exactly the same people that had agreed for us to adopt in the first place. <laughs> right. It was like walking in and like, oh, the same 10 people in the same room. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, again, they were all just sitting there. The questions then were just slightly different about, you know, they were asking things like, um, why is it uh, Justin? What is it you like about him? That kind of thing. 
And yeah, they literally within, I don't think we were in there five minutes and they said, yeah, absolutely. You pass panel, go ahead. Wow, that's really exciting. So then, of course, you go home, you suddenly know that this is going to be real. Um, how long was it until intros? And then can you tell me about intros? Yeah, of course. So intros were done within, it was, I think we started about two and a half weeks later. Um, they were quite, uh, again, it was quite quick because we were at this point coming towards the end of October and they wanted um, our boy to be with us by the end of November so that we could um, go into Christmas nicely. So we started intros. Intros for us were quite quickly. So uh, because we adopted a, an older child, they didn't do the normal um, 10 days because they just felt as if um, he didn't need the 10 days. We spent days going back and forth. So what happens is you start off quite slowly where you have like an hour there or two hours there. Then the next day you extend a little bit you go at different times of the day, you go back and forth um, until eventually you get to the point where you're there all day with them. Then yeah. on the fifth day, um, he came home to our house and he stayed here for the day with us. Um, and then we took him back in the night with his pyjamas and everything on. Then on the sixth day, same thing, back and forth. And then on the seventh day, he moved in with us. Gosh, that's quite quick for intros, isn't it? Really? It was, yeah. But the, the social workers felt that he settled quite quickly with us and they kind of were like look we don't need to have 10 days it's there if we need it but by the sixth seventh day they were like no we just absolutely need to go ahead the social workers came to um the foster house um that he lived in there was a social worker for him our social worker and there was like an intermediate we all they all talked with us and they were like no let's go ahead we can go ahead tomorrow and it was quite yeah. a quick turnaround for us yeah it was yeah yeah, absolutely. So tell me what that first day was like when you knew that you were taking him home for good. Uh, amazing. You know what? We, it was the whole seven days that we had with him were, were exhausting, if I'm honest, because back before, you know, you're trying to kind of get used to the fact that you now have a child to look after. Um, we were tired, but honestly, we were elated. We couldn't wait to have him home. And, you know, it, we knew that it was the best decision we ever made. That's absolutely lovely. <laughs> you are the poster child for adoption, aren't you? <laughs> People think I've made this up. They'll think I've hired some actor to tell the perfect story. So. <laughs> no, um, it wasn't. I mean, honestly, so, you know, in respect of him being perfect for us, he was absolutely. I mean, when he did move into us and, you know, that first three weeks of him living with us, we were absolutely exhausted. We were trying to find out what he liked, what he didn't like. He was trying to kind of test boundaries. He didn't know what he could or couldn't do. He he regressed straight away, which was a good thing. You know, he regressed from day one. He went straight back and we had to kind of go back to um, party training again. And at this point, he was five. Yeah. But in his, you know, in his mind, because he regressed, he was still three. We were, you know, we had to, like I say, party training. Quite a lot of things we had picked up. And I remember our social worker came to visit us. Um, I think it was the second week. And she just, we opened the door to her and she just went, oh my God, you had a rough two weeks. So we were like, yeah, we're tired. <laughs> but honestly, we still, you know, even, even at that point, even at our tiredest moments where we were just absolutely exhausted, it didn't change the fact that we made the best decision. Yeah, that's absolutely lovely. And so that obviously went along and, you know, you're now parents and so on. And then clearly one or other of you decided that a second one would be a good idea. Yeah, so it was always <laughs> a case of we wanted two. Um, it was never kind of a do we want to do we want one. We always wanted two. But when we met our social worker, she obviously spent a lot of time with us and kind of got to know us. And she said, look, you know, her opinion was, I think you should go with one to start with. 
and then if you then settle and that we are happy then maybe go for another one in time and she was right she knew us well enough and absolutely that was the right decision for us for us it was some people you know they they do have two children straight away and that's different but our circumstances were you're going to be better off with one to begin with and yeah she was right and then so when um he had been with us for um coming up to two years we then went back to the adoption agency that we were with and we asked them if we could start the process again and we also requested that we have the same social worker that we had the first time because we knew her so well at that point and they were like yeah absolutely go for it and that just started the ball rolling again basically i mean that's you know it's amazing and so how did you feel searching for another child this time because i guess suddenly it's a really different dynamic it's not just a child for the two of you it's a child that has to fit in with your existing child i wonder how you balance that and what kind of conversations you have so for us our eldest always every christmas for the last three years every birthday i want to, i want a brother that's all he ever says to us so we kind of knew that if we had a brother he would be elated he would be an amazing big brother he we we knew that that wasn't an issue and when we were going through the process the second time with our social worker she spent um a session just with our eldest son just to kind of see how he felt see how he was doing see how he had settled just to make sure that she felt yes this is the right decision and she agreed with us 100 straight away she said yes he he wants a brother and we were like yeah we know and she was like do you know what like Tony keeps telling me is he wants a brother so i was like yeah so from our point of view we were quite open to either a girl or boy but as then um the process for the second one went on and our eldest was talking about a brother we were like actually maybe it is better that we go for a brother because that's what he wants um and we know that will settle and then you know we got through this through everything with our social worker we went to panel again they said yes lovely we started looking but things were slightly different this time so because of covid all um profile evenings were online so we were invited to a profile evening um again we hadn't quite gone to panel at this point but she was like go on go to this profile even and you never know what happened is before the profile evening in the afternoon they sent us some paperwork and said right these are all the children that we're going to be shown in the profile evening is there any of these children you think would match you so at that time we did see two children we thought mm, possibly yeah these are lovely children and then we went on this panel evening we watched a load of videos we watched the foster workers uh, sorry for social workers talking the foster carers talking and then we saw our second child but no we saw him on a video we hadn't even not that we hadn't looked at him but we hadn't thought that he would fit but we absolutely knew from watching that video and watching her talk that he was for us and we straight away put in um um that we were interested effectively and that started the ball rolling again basically that's amazing and so you know it just sounds like on both occasions there was just something that you knew you know at that point that decision making point absolutely we it, it was it was like with our first again we just fell in love with him the second or second one straight away we absolutely had no doubt in our minds that he was the one for us that he would fit in well that our eldest would love him um again um we at the time when we were going through our second par we were like oh maybe 2 to 3 year old this time um um our eldest was 4 that one that's our eldest one so he was actually older um but we just there was just something about him we just were like oh my god yes he will be amazing and from that day on all we talked about it was him you know we had nothing else in our mind um <laughs> then we went to par for the second time we got through um through the um panel absolutely straight away yes you can have a second child no problem 
again, the day after we went through panel, our social worker said, right, do you still want to go for this little boy that you've seen? And we were like, absolutely, 100% yes. And again, that just started the ball rolling. That's absolutely amazing. And so obviously, having gone through all the panels and stuff, you got to now do intros again, again, with the added complexity. So how did you do that the second time? So with the second time, things were um, slightly different um, because obviously we had to make sure we had a bond with uh, our second one, first of all, before uh, our eldest kind of met him. So we spent, again, short times, longer times. But what we did this time was things were slightly different is because of COVID, we had Zoom for a week. So Zoom for a week where we saw him on screen, we would talk, we would, um, he would be playing with his toys, we would just do general chit chat. So we kind of felt as if we knew him before we even went to meet him. Then after a week, we went to meet him. And then the intros were very, very similar to what they were with our eldest, where you start off with um, less time and then you build that up. But what we did on this time is because of our eldest, he met our youngest then on the fourth day. So until the fourth day, they didn't meet, but they were, they clicked. I suppose is probably the only way to describe it. They clicked straight away. Um, Our eldest was, absolutely over the moon excited he was telling everyone so we were like you know this has worked and then he moved in um, again after seven days because they were both older children they just felt as if um socials just felt as if they're ready to go basically that's so lovely that they sort of made that bond or a bond straight away that's a really nice thing i guess it must have given you a lot of confidence you know if, the, if there were any later problems there's at least some sort of connection at first yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, as much as they're brothers and they, you know, they argue and they fight like like all siblings do because they do, um, you know, that bond is inseparable for them from that day. That bond was there and they have an amazing, amazing bond. And when we watch them, we're just so proud of how how amazing that bond is, because even though they're not maternal brothers, then I suppose, you know, it's mad to see how they are brothers completely and utterly and they saw like and it's just like wow this is just an amazing thing and you know we know that it was the best decision we did to to have an older child that went with our there's a couple of years between them and that works as well so the eldest one doesn't feel as if his nose was out of place the youngest one has come in and he's watching his big brother and they just they just get on amazingly well that's absolutely fantastic i mean it really does sound like um a, a lovely joyful journey yeah, the journeys for both, on, on both have been, you know, uh, for us have been absolutely brilliant. You know, we've had our hiccups where, you know, when they moved in, we've had, so when, like I say, our eldest, when he came, he regressed straight away to a quite a few hard few months where we were trying to get him settled and go through the regression and the therapeutic parenting, because therapeutic parenting, you can be prepped as much as you want to be. But when it comes into practice, it's quite a difficult thing to do. Make sure you use it and trying to, kind of understand the child and why they're doing what they're doing and then when there was second one it was a bit different because he came in absolutely fine didn't regress at all lovely you know very very settled quite quickly but then after about three months he then regressed um so he was slightly different and it we did we were kind of waiting for it to happen but when it happened we were still a bit like oh what's going on <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah do you know what I mean because it was a bit like oh he's been fine what's going on um, yeah but he's, again, now he's been with us um, almost a year and he's very, very settled now. He's just a normal, you know, I, I say normal, but what I mean is, you know, it's like he's been with us always. They, like they've both been with us always. They just settled into normal family life, I suppose. 
That's absolutely lovely. And so given how well it's gone for you and, you know, you're now on panels, you're involved in the system from the other side and so on. Um, I just wonder from any of those perspectives, if people are listening to this because they're thinking about adopting or thinking about adopting a second child, what advice would you have for them? Um, from oh, from my point of view and my husband's, um, adoption is an amazing thing to do, you know, but I think, you know, we would do it again tomorrow. We're even thinking maybe in a few years we may do it again, you know, because it's been such a positive experience for us. You know, it, it, yes, it's a hard process. Yes, it can be quite, you know, um, daunting, I suppose. And it can be, it, from a time point of view, sometimes it feels like it's going on and on and on, but actually... It's an amazing experience. You're giving a child a home and that child, I know some people will say, you know, oh, I don't know if I'd feel that child was mine. Believe me, once you fall in love with that child, that child is yours and you would literally move the ends of your earth for that child. It is the best thing we ever did. And I would say absolutely go for it. Oh, that's absolutely lovely. Thank you so much for talking to me. That's really nice of you. That's okay. No problem at all. Thank you for giving me a bell. <laughs> Thank you. I'd like to thank my guests today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a five-star review and share it with your friends. Follow us on Twitter at LGBT Adopt Foster and on Facebook, search New Family Social or One Word. Visit our website at newfamilysocial.org.uk. Adoption, Fostering and Tea is produced by New Family Social. The presenter was me, Tor Doherty, with music from Matt Doherty. The producer was John Jenkins. We'll be back next time with more guests and more tea.